Hey, it's Pastor Nick from Grace River Church, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you find today's message encouraging and transformative in your life. We'd love for you to join us online each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. by visiting graceriverva.com slash live. Now, enjoy the message. ago, because when Diane and I were in quarantine, we were waiting on our test results to, to come back. And it's a long story. Half of you have been through all this, you know. But um, thank God, no signs, no symptoms. Her just having to put up with me. Now, in the process of not knowing if we could even be here today, Anthony and I talked, and, and Anthony's going to be sharing this morning, um, and I know he's got a, a word on his heart and I just want us to prepare our hearts. Can I, can I just pray one more time as, as Anthony comes? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I thank you for my brother. Lord, I just sense that you've already been wrestling in him <laughs> a word for your people. And God, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ that you would anoint him. But God, I pray that you anoint our ears to hear. Lord, even those watching stream right now, even those watching online, even those watching this at a later date, Lord, that their hearts would be keenly in tune to what you are saying to your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pastor John, thank you so much. Well, good morning, Grace River Church. I hope you are all doing well. Okay. Wonderful. It's great to be... Uh, back again and, and just to share my heart this morning, Pastor John, again, thank you so much. Um, I want to make a few comments just before I get into sharing with you what is on my heart. We've spoken about this right now. God has been confirming the word that I want to, or the things that I want to share this morning so much. Uh, even when we got together as the band, got together at the back of the cafe, and we started to, to just share stuff. It's, it's almost like God is confirming the word of this morning. And uh, you know what? Us coming from South Africa, it's the first time in our lives that we could sit back and pray for you guys with all these things that's going on in the country. And even though we are from South Africa, I mean, I, I, I think I'm okay to say that we're part of the family. So I want to say this. Whatever happens, we've got your back. We're praying for you every day of our lives. We pray for this wonderful country. And we believe that 2021 is going to be a fantastic year. Why? Because God is in it. God is in it. And this morning, what I want to share with you is something, again, uh, Pastor Nick started to preach upon this uh, last week. But before he even started to preach, God, is, God already started to work in my life. And I, I want to talk about this this morning. And it's life is a journey and we need to... Move on. We need to carry on. Move on. Don't get stuck. And last year, just before we went out of 2020, you, you will recall that I've spoken about the fact that we need to work out our salvation. And I spoke out of Philippians 2, verse 12 and 13. And I spoke about four simple points. First of all, that we have to be in a proper church. Second of all, that we have to read our Bible and pray every day. Very important. Thirdly, I spoke about the fact that we have to bear fruit. And then I spoke about the consequences of that fruit. Then Pastor Nick came last Sunday and he spoke so well. It was such an 
amazing uh, uh, sermon that he gave. And he spoke out of Joshua 1 verse 1 and 9. 1 to 9. And he spoke about some things never change. And I want to encourage you, if you did not listen to that message, go and listen to that message. But he spoke about four things. Pastor Nick, you spoke about four things, which is so important to us. God's promises never changes. His presence never changes. Isn't that wonderful? His path never changes. And lastly, His purpose for us never changes. And this morning, as I, as I prepared for this sermon this morning, um, I, I, I recall back to what He said. And it dovetails so nicely with, with, with what, what Pastor Nick said. The fact that God never changes. And this morning, as we look at life's journey, I think it's important, you know, if we talk about life's journey, you, you can uh, amen this. But if you go on a journey, you know that there's a destination. Now, many people say, listen, life is a journey, but there's no destination. Let me tell you this. There is a destination. You're going to end up in one or the other place. So life has a destination. And here's the thing. When we go on holiday, what is the first thing we do? We pack our car. We make sure that we've got enough fuel in the tank. And we go on this journey. But sometimes things happen and our car breaks down or we, we get lost. Haven't that happened with you before? It happened to me a, a, a lots of time, especially when I got married. And my wife would say to me, listen, yeah, you need to ask for directions right now. No, I know where we are. And let me say this, and I don't know if it's the same years in South Africa, but in South Africa, men are notorious for not asking directions. Is it the same year? So let me just, let me just clear that up so that there's no confusion. I'm going to help you guys this morning. It's not like men are prideful or arrogant or so hard-headed that they don't want to ask for directions. That's not the reason. We know where we are. We, we never lost. We know where we're going. We are just a little bit adventurous. Now, that's a lie. I know that because even my wife is laughing at me. But this morning, I want to speak about life journey because, as you know, we've got a spiritual journey that we are on. And I want to compare it with our past, our present, and our future. And you know what? Sometimes when we look at our past, we can get stuck I mean, we have to let go of some, th some things in our past. The other side, or the flip side of the coin is also true. Because many times we worry about the future. Have you ever heard about the statement, you're so earth uh, heavenly minded, you know earthly good. And we forget about the here and the now. So I think it's important to speak about this. And, and as we said, 2021, we need to understand our spiritual journey. And we need to understand how to live in the here and the now. So that we do not get stuck. And this morning we have basically a few choices in front of us. And we have to make that choice. Nobody's going to make it for you. Ingrid is not going to make it for me. I'm not going to make it for her. You have to do these choices. Listen to this. You can be a prisoner of past hurts, regrets, and failures. Second of all, or you can become a hostage to the future. To fantasies and fears. Some of us are living so much in the future sometimes that we, leave, we, we totally lose our focus of the now. Or the third option is you can become a mighty ruler with Jesus Christ in the year and now. 
And can I give you a hint? I would go for that one. I would really go for that one. So this morning, what I want to do is, is I, wanna, I, I believe if we look at these choices, it's going to help us not to get stuck or get confused or lost when we walk our journey with, with Jesus Christ. And this is the scripture that I want to use this morning. It's out of the book of Philippians again. Philippians 3, 12 and 14. It's almost like God is speaking to us a lot through the book of Philippians. But this is what Paul is saying. And I want to read this to you. This is what he says. Running towards the goal. Verse 12. And this is what Paul says. He says, I do not claim that I've already succeeded or have already become perfect. You see, Paul realized that he has to live in the year and now. He says, but I keep striving to win the prize. He makes all his effort in the present time. He keeps on striving to win the prize for which Christ Jesus has already won me to himself. Important verse, verse 13. Of course, my friends, I really do not think that I have already won it. One thing I do know, present tense, however, is to forget what is behind me. Forget what is behind me and do my best to reach what is ahead. Verse 14, so I run straight towards the goal in order to win the what? The prize, which is God's call through Jesus Christ to the life above. This is so important. And this morning, if we look at the scripture, there are three important things in the scripture that Paul talks about. And I want to show you this morning, Paul talks about things that he forgets. It's important to let go of some past things, past, past hurts and stuff. So the first thing is, is, Paul says, I forget the past. Very important. Second of all, he highlights what he's doing right now. He's focused. This man is focused. He says, I put all my abilities, all my energy, all that I am, I put in the now. And then the third one, he says, concerning the future, I'm doing the, my best to reach ahead. So these are the three things. And what I want to do this morning, I want to say this this morning. I want to say, we have to learn from our past. And we have to learn to put all the bad things away. Forget all the bad things. Second of all, we have to live, as I said, in the present. And then lastly, we have to lay hold of the future. And I say this again, but I think if we understand these three things in our lives, we're not going to get stuck or lost in our spiritual journey. So first of all, Learning from the past. And it's easy to say, listen, Paul is an old guy. I mean, this is one of his last books that he's written. So maybe he had amnesia. No. Paul's, Paul is saying, I have chosen to put some things behind me. I've chosen to forget some of the stuff. This is what he's saying. He hasn't forgotten. He's actually what we call, he's practicing partial amnesia. The things that's got no value to him in his right year, right now life. He has forgotten those things because it keeps on pulling him back. And this is what we have to do this morning. Listen to this quote. This is what, it's, what this quote is saying. Dennis Waitley, an American emotional, uh, uh, motivational speaker, says this following. He says, mistakes are painful when they happen. But years later, a collection of mistakes is what, what is called experience. We're going to make mistakes. But here's the thing. We have to put those things behind us. I even want to go as far as to say we need to put up a board and say no entry. But we have to forget those things, those things that keeps us back. And what we have to do this morning, 
how do we let go? Well, first of all, we have to let go of some things that holds us back. If something is holding you back, you need to let go of that. Anxieties and fears. Especially with the election being behind us. There's already announcements of a second strain of coronavirus. Fear and anxiety. Let those things go. Let it go. Things that bring, bring, uh, things that bring pain and distress. That breaks us down and that does not build us up. That drops us and does not add value to our lives. And I'm sure you can add so many other things. Um, but what is, what is Paul saying? Paul is saying, let's forget about those past things. Let's live here where we are right now. Let's focus on this life that we are living in. And we get the same, same concept in the Old Testament. Testament. If we look at Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, God speaks to the children of Israel, uh, of Israel. And this is what he says. He says, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. And listen to verse 19. He says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. What is God saying? He says, listen, I'm making a way through 2021 and I'm making a way through COVID. But you have to realize that. Isn't it wonderful that we can look at this verse and we see that we serve a God of new things, of fresh, fresh things. Isn't it true that God says, listen, I'm doing a new thing? Why does he say I'm doing a new thing? Why doesn't he say, listen, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to... Because then we don't need faith. He says, listen, I'm doing a new thing. You've got to keep up. You're going to build that, that house of yours on faith. You need faith. God is doing a new thing. What we see in this passage, as I said, is that God is a God of the new. God is a God of the new. Here is why I trust God. God knows best. This is what Isaiah says. 55, verse 8 to 11. I'm not going to read the whole scripture. But this is God speaking. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your, your ways. So when we trust in our own abilities, what happens? We've got all this fear, this anxiety. But when we trust in God, what happens? We know, hey, God, you've got this because your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. And this is something that we have to realize in our lives. As you read on in the book of Isaiah, let me just add this. In Isaiah 46 verse 9, again God speaks. He says, remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Now what is God saying? Listen, must we forget the former things or must we remember the former things? What I mean, he's contradicting himself. No, what God is saying is this. Forget the former things that pulls you down. The things that's keeping you back. Forget those things. But here's the, here's the nice side of it. Forget, don't forget the things that I've done for you. Remember those things. Why? Because the just shall live by faith. When I remember what God has done in my life, what happens? My faith has been built. And this is what God is saying. To his children. He says, listen, forget about everything else. The things that, that, that pulls you down. That keeps you back from achieving what I have for you. Forget those things. But don't forget me. Don't forget the things that I have done. I, I go through this many times. Because, again, coming from South Africa, we've got a lot of things 
uh, the challenges and things that we go through, especially I told you last time with COVID, at any moment, at any time, they can say to us, okay, thank you very much, you need to go home. So it's not easy to get this obstacle box, this brain, sometimes to think according to God's word. I'm honest. Because you look at all the stuff outside and you say, oh my word. But I want to show you, this is a scripture that I got, and, and, and this is how God works with me. Whenever I think of something that's not in line with God's word, this is my checklist. And this is again, Paul writing, and he says the following in Philippians 4 verse 8. Meditate, and the, 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 the uh, um, heading of this scripture is, meditate on these things. And listen to what Paul says. He says, finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Whenever I get a thought into my mind, I'm thinking of that scripture. That's my checklist. Is this thing true that I'm thinking? Is it noble? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it of good report? And if it's not, I let it go. I have to. Now let me just say this. I say we must forget the former things. How many of you know it will be very detrimental to my health to forget my anniversary? <laughs> and my wife didn't say even say amen. So there's certain things that we have to remember. And this is what I want to say this morning. There's nothing wrong to take a trip down memory lane. Nothing wrong with that. Don't forget the events, the moments. And the people that God has placed in your life, godly connections. You see, it's easy to say, no, I just want to forget the whole thing. No. Wait. But here's the other side of the coin. When, thing, when things in your life become a burden, when the things of the past become a burden, a bondage, it robs you and leaves you empty. You know what you need to do? Get rid of it. Get rid of your past. We learn from the past but we don't stay there. We don't live there. If you go on holiday, pack your bags, go on holiday. When you come back from holiday, what is the first thing that you do? You unpack your bags. And what do you do with your clothes? You wash them. Do you know how many people drag that old, dirty clothes into their presence? We need to get rid of those clothes. We need to wash those clothes. You don't take your dirty clothes to your workplace. Please, you will smell. <laughs> so this is what I want to say. Living in the past is like spending your life in a graveyard. The company you keep is the rotten corpses of past hurts and mistakes. Hanging on the guilt, onto the guilt and disappointment of the past. Being the volunteer and finding an excuse for every failure. Never taking charge or any responsibility always pointing your finger and always go, walking away from your responsibilities. Make the choice this morning. Make peace with dead things in your life. The past hurts and circumstances. Dig the grave, bury the past, sign off on the dead certificate and move on. It's as easy as that. But leave it behind. 
And talking about failures, here's something that we need to realize this morning. Failure is not an incident. Failure is an incident, oh, sorry, failure is an incident, not an individual. Not an individual. Failure is an event, not a person. You need to understand that. And here's the fact. We all make mistakes. Ask my wife. I'm not perfect. <laughs> but here's the thing. When we make mistakes, it's fine if you make a mistake. It's fine if you fail. But here's the thing. If you do not correct that mistake or failure, that's the problem. But move on. Forget about the failure. Forget about the mistakes. You first become a victim, and after that second time, you become a volunteer. Don't be a volunteer. Amen? So this morning, things that we have to do. We have to get past hurts. Get, uh, we have to get, let go and forget past hurts and failures. Have to. Release unhealthy relationships. I'm sorry. But that's the way it works. Release broken dreams and old methods. Bitterness. <laughs> Unproductive traditions. Grieves and grievances. Whenever I hold a grudge to, against my brother or my sister, it's like me drinking poison and I'm waiting for them to die. Don't do that. Leave the past behind. Sign off on that death certificate. Sign off. They say offense is never given, it's always taken. I will put on some nice clothes and then my wife will say, Because the offense is never given, it's always taken. It sounds so easy, but in practice, it's not so easy. But this is something that we have to do. This is something that we have to do. So we have to learn from the past, but don't live in the past. Live in the present, live in the now. Pastor Mark Hodgetts was our Bible school dean, dean of our Bible school. And he made the following statement. I want to read it to you this morning. He says the following. He says, it's okay to do, go down memory lane occasionally, but don't get lost in the neighborhood of nostalgia. Don't become a permanent residence, a resident in the region of reminiscing. Move on. We have to realize this. And there's a guy that I want to quote, and I'm not sure if this is appropriate in church, Pastor John. I apologize. <laughs> but um, do you guys know John, Johnny Walker? Not personally. That's a good thing. I also do not know him personally. But what, did, what is his famous quote? Keep on walking. Isn't it? That's what he says. Keep on walking. He might have said it in the wrong spirit. But it's still true. We have to keep on walking. We have to keep on walking. So we have to learn from the past. But we have to past we have to pass on and live in the year now. If you live in the past, it's like driving your car in reverse. You're going like this. Good morning, everyone. How are you? No, I'm fine. How are you, Anthony? No, I'm fine. Everyone can see, listen, this guy's mad. He's driving his car in reverse. Because you're living in the past. Get rid of the past. Live in the now. And this brings us to the second point. Live in the now. And this is what Paul says. He says in verse 13, he says... The one thing I do, however, is to forget what is behind me 
And this I do to the best of my knowledge. I reach out to what is ahead. And this is what, where Paul puts all his focus, all his energy, all his planning is living now. How do we live in this present age or in this present moment? Well, first of all, we need to be aware of the now moment. Be sensitive for that. That God works with us now, right now, this morning. This is what Solomon writes in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1. He says, there is a time for everything under the, uh, 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 for everything under the sun and a season for every activity under the heavens. God is working with us now. Don't live in the past. Ecclesiastes 7.10. Do not say, why were the former days better than these? For you do not inquire wisely concerning this. And actually what Solomon is saying, listen, don't be stupid. <laughs> That's what he's actually saying. Don't look back. You remember Miss Lot? She turned into what? Salt. A pillar of salt. Don't look back. And this is a quote, and I think Pastor John have, have actually read this quote before. But this is such a wonderful quote. It says, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift of God. That's the reason why we call it the present. Today is a present from God. Lamentations 3, 22-23. We talk about God's faithfulness. Through the Lord's message, we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. But how do we know that? Every day, spending time in the Word. I don't know if you have the same year, but back in South Africa, we have a milkman. And this, this actually, um, this was a few years ago, lots and lots of years ago when I was a little boy. But we had a milkman that would come and deliver milk every day to your front of your doorstep. You just leave your empty bottle with the, with the money on top of that. Rain, snow, hail, doesn't matter. He would come and he would put that milk in front of your doorstep. You didn't have to go to the shop to go and get milk. I don't, I'm not sure if you have the same in, in the States. But that's one of the stuff, one of the things that we had in South Africa. Now, what I want to say is, don't go on last week's sour mercies. Daily, spend time with God. Daily. And there's a story that D.L. Moody, an evangelical preacher, speaks about. And I think it ties up on, on this point that we need to let go of the past. He speaks about these, or he talks about these two guys that had something to celebrate. And they lived in a bay. And the pub was on the other side of the bay. So what they did was this one night, they got into their boat and they row all the way to the other side of the bay, got out, went to the pub, and let's say they celebrated a little bit too much. Got late, and they decided, listen, we need to, we need to go. But it got late, it was dark, it was a very foggy night, and they found their way again to the, to the bay and got into the boat, got, both got into the boat, and they started to row and they were rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing. And after a while, because of complete exhaustion, they fell asleep. Now you must remember, these two guys knew this bay very extremely well. So they knew where they had to row towards, even with the fog and everything. But they fell asleep. And the next morning, as the sun came up and the rays 
the rays of the sun woke them up. The guys woke up out of the boat, and for the first time, they could see their surroundings, and then they knew why they never got to the other side. They forgot to untie the boat. <laughs> they forgot to untie the boat. And I think this is so important because we hold on to the past so much that we forget to untie our boat. And this morning, this, was, this is what I want to say. How many times have you tied your boat to the dock of days gone by? And you are rowing, man. I mean, you can see the sweat on your face. You try everything in the book. I'm not getting anywhere, Pastor. Pastor John, please. Look behind you. And this morning, what I want to say, we're not going to untie the rope. We're going to cut that rope off. We're going to cut it off. Amen? So we move on. How do we move on in this time that we live right now, in the day that, days that we are living? We take it day by day. You cannot. Listen, if you, I'm a kind of person, my wife knows this. If you come after the service and you ask me, Anthony, what are you doing a year from now? I can tell you. I can roughly tell you. Isn't it true? I have planned my life out because that's my security. Don't do that with your spiritual life. You have to take it day by day. Didn't Jesus say to his apostles when he taught them how to pray, ask this day for daily bread? Not weekly bread, not monthly bread. We have to take it day by day. We have to take it day by day. This is so important in our lives. Take it day by day. Ask daily, God, give us this day our daily bread. And if there's fear and anxiety, I've got an antidote for that as well. Because you're going to have fear and anxiety. It's going to come. But this is what Jesus said. Matthew 6, 34. Do not be anxious about tomorrow. I love this. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. You know what it says, actually, in its context, when you read that whole passage? Here's what it says. God takes care, care of our tomorrow. We have to trust God day by day. If I can put it in another way, maybe you will remember this. Don't borrow sorrow from tomorrow. Don't borrow sorrow from tomorrow. I wonder how many people are lying in their bed at night they fearful, they're anxious. Oh my word, what is going to happen in 2021? Don't borrow sorrow from tomorrow. God has already planned ahead. God has planned our lives. All that we need to do is submit and walk in His ways. That's all. Listen to this scripture. Psalms 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by, and a woman, sorry, are ordered by the Lord. And He delights in His ways. Proverbs 19.21 Many are the plans in the man, mind of a man, but it's the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Get in God's purpose for your life. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Don't hold on to the past. Live in the here and now. Corrie ten Boom, a well-known evangelist and humanitarian, of the Second World War, said this about worry. She says, when you look at a rocking chair, you know what a rocking chair is? She said, when you look at a rocking chair, a rocking chair gives you something to do, isn't it? It's true. 
So if you worry, it's like you're sitting in that rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but you're not going to get anywhere. Don't worry. Trust God. God has already planned ahead of time. Trust God. And I know many times our minds are so occupied with the past and our minds are so occupied with the future that we can't live in the now because I, I'm not sure. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? And many times what we have to do is just, get, just, just go back to the basics. And say, Lord, you've given me bread for this day. You've given me the courage, the strength for this day. Five things that you can control every day. When you spend time in the Word, these are the five things. You can control your attitude, your words, your actions, your manners, and your effort. Five things. So it's important that we learn from the past, live in the present, present but then we have to take a hold of the future. And this is the third thing that Paul talks about. He says in Philippians 3, he says, I keep striving, I keep reaching and running this race. He knows this is a race and he knows that he's still not there. And you know what? Sometimes when I get stuck in my thought process or in my life, even if it's my, my past or even if it's the future, I take stock of my life. I, I try to assess and see where am I in this journey? Where am I? Where did I get stuck? And if I got stuck, why am I stuck? And we have to do the same thing. Go and look. See for yourself. Why did I get stuck? Is it maybe because I've dragged some skeletons from the past into my now? Or is it because I'm fearful of what will be happening? We have to take stock of our lives as we walk this journey, as we, as we run this race. So what am I saying? You must have a vision for the future. Keep on moving. A ship is always safe at shore, but that is not what it's built for. I love what Martin Luther King Jr. said. He says, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Don't get stuck. Don't get stuck. God wants you to have a, a future. God wants us to lay, lay a hold of that future. What is that future? It's our hope. It's Jesus Christ. Don't become comfortable. It's so easy to become comfortable. Now I'm in my sweet spot. What's that? I'm in my sweet spot. You become comfortable. And then you become complacent. We need to move forward. Helen Keller, a famous author and speaker, she lost her sight and hearing before she was two. Listen to what she says. This is so profound. She says, the greatest tragedy in life is people who have sight but no vision. Oh, my word. No sight. They don't have sight, but they have sight but no vision. Why? Because we lose track of where we are. Al Bernard, an American preacher, says the following, he says, if you do not have a vision for the future, then your future is threatened to be repeated 
Uh, sorry, let me just read that again. If you do not have a vision for the future, then your future is threatened to be a repeat of your past. You must have a vision. So this morning, I want to end with this. Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. And this is what the, the writer of Hebrews says. He says, Therefore, we are also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, past fears and failures, and the sin, past fears and failures, which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, the present. Looking unto Jesus, our future, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This morning, it's important this morning that we understand. We learn from the past. We lay aside every weight and every sin that keeps us up. Remembering the good. Remember the anniversary. Very important. Second of all, live in the present. Run with endurance the race. I can't do it for you. Pastor John can't do it for you. I would love my wife to do it for me. Not going to happen. We have to endure and run the race. We have to lay hold of, of the future. How do we lay hold of the future? Looking unto Jesus. But what if this person comes into power? Looking unto Jesus. But you see, you don't understand. They told me that I will be nothing. Looking unto Jesus. So this morning, we have a choice to make. Man, this is not easy. I remember when I was back at school, when I started to, to go through the sermon this morning, I, I, I remember this. When I was back in school, we grew up really poor. I don't know if I shared with you, this with you, but we grew up very poor, and my dad had to move around a lot because he was trying also to get the best job to look after us, to get finances. And somewhere between the moving around, I lost a lot of building blocks in my education. So I always battled. And I will never forget this. Teachers would say to me, you know what? You will be nothing. You will be nothing. In South Africa, if you're a garbage man, it's not like here, but if you're a garbage man, it means that you are nothing. And they would say that to me. They'd say, listen, you will be a good garbage man. And you know what? When I was at school, I battled every year. I, I tried my hard, my hardest. I tried everything that I could just to make it through, through the year, just to, just to pass the year. And every time I just made it just yet. And I decided, I said, well, if I'm going to be a garbage man, I'm going to be the best garbage man ever. By the grace of God, those things never slipped onto me. Came to Regent University. The first thing that I said to him was, oh my word. University, I'm like, how am I going to do this? And God reminded me, hey, 
I'm your focus. I've got a plan. Don't hold on to your past. Yeah, but Lord, but, but, but I can't do this. Hey, just focus on me. And this morning, what I want to say is we've got a choice that we have to make. You sit here and you listen to this, me sharing your heart and uh, my heart and being transparent. But when you go home, you have to live with yourselves tonight or today. You have to go and make a choice and say, am I going to stick to the past things? Or am I going to trust God and live right now and walk in the steps that he has ordered for me? And not be fearful of the future. That's your choice. You have the responsibility to make that choice. 2021, what's going to happen in 2021? I don't know. I just know there's one thing. He's on the throne. You know that song? Because he lives, I can do what? I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, yes I know, he holds what? The future. Guys, I want to leave you with this. We learn from the past. Thank God for things that happened in my life. I learned from them, and I graduated from some of them, and sometimes I'm still bumping my head against some of this stuff, and the Lord says, okay, let's try this one over again. But I've learned to focus on the here and the now. And grab a hold of the future. And my future is in Christ. And I want to encourage you this morning. Whatever you do in 2021. To forget everything else. Make Jesus Christ your focus. Make Jesus the focus of your, your life. Pick up your cross. Follow him daily. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your grace, your mercy, your kindness. Father, thank you that you came so that we can have life and have life in abundance. Lord, help us that we will keep our focus, especially where things are rough. Father, help us to remember that it's you that plan our lives. Father, help us when we do not have faith. Give us faith, Father God, so that we can believe more. Help us to hold on to that anchor which is in Christ Jesus. I pray this morning, Father, that you will cleanse our hearts. Holy Spirit, that you will come and show, shine your light in every corner of our lives, so that we can deal with things that needs to be dealt with. Help us to become more like you, Father. Show us grace. Lord, we pray for this country. We pray for our leaders. Father, we pray that your name will be glorified, that your kingdom will come, that your will will be done, regardless of who is where in what position. Father, thank you that we can be a light that shines in darkness. Thank you this morning that we can live because we know who holds the future. Lord, forgive us for our unbelief. But Father, help us this morning and be merciful and gracious to us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise the Lord. Anthony, thank you so much, brother. Thank you. Powerful word. Amen. Um, it is always tempting to sermonize after a powerful word like that, because it's easy. You know what God is dealing with you about. Let's all stand. So I'm not going to sermonize, but I am going to ask you to do this. <clears throat> I love the point you made about God um, being present, and that every day is a present. He's present 
and it's, it's now that we can live. So in his presence right now, um, before we dismiss, what is that thing? So many powerful illustrations, brother. But what is that thing that you're attached to that you just need to cut it off? As he was sharing that story, and this may seem a little graphic to some of you, but when a baby is born, what's the first thing they do? Cut the cord. Right? There's no life. Life cannot continue past that point until you cut that cord. Um, now, this is not a scripture to teenagers still living at home. This is not a scripture to the 30-something still living at home. That's not what this is about. On the other hand, I wonder what we're tied to that we're really not living like God wants us to live. That right now in his presence, we realize from hearing the word this morning so powerfully that we know there's just some things we've just got to cut ourselves off from. Um, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit's talking to you. Because it'll be real to us why I love the boat illustration. Um, you know, when you cut that cord, if you're following after him, there's a current. And you're rowing in a different direction. It's very tempting sometimes. Isn't it tempting to those things you're trying to leave behind to go back and pick them up? That's why I love that famous theologian, Randy Travis, when he sings about digging up bones. Those memories where you have to go to the graveyard. Some of us do it all the time. I pray today that as we experience the word right now, as Anthony has brought it and God has used it so powerfully, that we just cut the cord on some things and move forward in life in a positive way. Amen. Amen. Good word. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for what you are doing. We thank you, God, for your word today, Lord. Lord, thank you for allowing it to, to pierce our lives, to cut into some areas, Lord, to not cause pain, but to cause growth, to allow us to experience your Holy Spirit at work in our lives in a very real way, to prove right now in the present that you are alive that you are still at work among your people. And God, I just pray that we leave this place free, free from our past, free from the things that hold us back, free from the things that, that do not allow us to move forward like you desire. But Lord, I pray that we also realize that we can live in the now, in your presence. We thank you, Lord. Now go with us, bless us, use us this week, and we give you praise in the name of Jesus Christ, the strong Son of God. Amen. Amen. God bless you. This podcast is a member of the Grace River Podcast Network. To listen to more of the podcasts in our network, head over to graceriverva.com slash media. We would love for you to join us in person or online on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for our weekend worship experience. Our campus is located at 5045 Indian River Road in Virginia Beach, Virginia, or you can find us online at graceriverva.com. Grace River exists so that every generation can experience the transforming power of God in every area of their lives.